Hello everyone and welcome to Typhoon Talks, brought to you by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong. I'm Becky Bates, an analyst with the firm. Today I'm joined by Elsie Gislegard, an Anglo-Swedish high school student living in Stockholm. Elsie is an advocate for youth involvement and the president-elect of Sweden's Eastern Board for the European Youth Parliament. Elsie is also a member of the International Federation of Liberal Youth. Welcome Elsie. Thank you. There has been a disconnect between younger generations and older generations, which is often dismissed as youth not being responsible or not being as knowledgeable as adults, and therefore not being ready to play a big role in society. What's your view of this disconnect? It's very different from my experience with youth. Um, we are very engaged, we want to be a part of what is going on, and we feel that we are needed in the discussions about societal issues. We are the people that are going to take over, and we want to make sure that what is being proposed is something that we can support later. Unfortunately, there are misconceptions about youth, mainly because of how we are portrayed in the media. You would often see in the 50s TV shows where parents would be able to lecture their kids quickly and effectively and everything would be happy. Whereas today we get to hear the stories of how teens are shooting their parents, shooting their classmates and are just generally violent as well as being very rebellious. This is very unfortunate, of course, um, since this becomes how we are perceived. One of the things I find quite funny about the whole debate is how people will cite the fact that you know not 100% of 16-year-olds are engaged in politics when not 100% of adults are engaged. It's a ridiculous double standard. And the same with the shooting, how many adults are mass murderers. I, feel, I find it really funny because I've gone into many discussions with adults when, when they really try to test me if I really know what I'm talking about. As a generally engaged person, I start getting quizzed on the latest EU policy or anything as soon as I open my mouth. So the kind of the main reason I think that we're, we're getting at as to why this divide exists is misconceptions, uh, which are held by adults and young people alike, I'm sure. What do you think is the cause of these misconceptions? Mainly, I would say that it's how youth is portrayed in media. As I mentioned, how we're portrayed now compared to how we were portrayed before is very different. It is also because people often associate youth with new technology, something that many adults are afraid of. Sure. Um, and something that they don't feel like they have 100% control over. Parents often are scared about what the children are doing on the internet. And just the fact that we have grown up with something so big and powerful, I think is um, terrifying for many people. So I know in Hong Kong, the kind of age discrimination that we're, we're kind of getting at is really rife. And I mean, it's really big for, for the more elderly workers, but certainly there are a lot of companies who won't invest in their young people in training because they view them as flighty and uncommitted or whatever neg- other negative stereotypes you want to throw in the mix. Your experience is obviously in Europe. How much do you think there's variation between different cultures across the world in how people view youth or how engaged young people are? It's hard to say. However, I know that in more traditional societies and cultures, adulthood is often associated with marriage. And 
given that my generation and older generations are more prone to marry later yet want to have their career sorted before they marry and in general want to impact their surroundings before that that can become a big clash and is a big clash that many people experience however there is youth engagement everywhere what in your view are the main benefits of including young people's voices in our decision making as societies there are a lot of benefits one of the main ones being that youth I would say has a lot of knowledge that older generations just don't have the experience of for example technology we have grown up having a world of information at our literal fingertips and given this information overload in some senses we are much more knowledgeable than what the average teen was 50 years ago. Yeah, of course. I'm sure anyone who watched Congress attempting to grill uh, Zuckerberg over Cambridge Analytica would completely agree with you that we need young people more represented in these chambers. Not only exchanging information between generations, but making sure that everyone feels involved and feels connected and that we are working towards a common cause, it increases inclusiveness and an inclusive society in general is a happier society and a more productive society and I think that is something that we all can agree on that we all want. Yeah yeah I'm sure. So what measures, I mean obviously you're involved in the youth parliament in Europe and things, what other measures are there that people are taking to include youth? Organisations like um, the European Youth Parliament are struggling financially we don't always get the support that we need to keep everything going resources are very scarce Mm -hmm. for youth organizations and the laws that regulate um, grants and so are shaped after sports clubs it decides which organizations are allowed to exist sure we need to think about the other types of organizations and other types of um, ways that youth engage in society. Not only this, but we need to be taken more seriously. We don't want to be dismissed. We're very self-conscious about the fact that we're young. We become very scared of going into a discussion with someone important, so we do our research. We sit down all night and we make sure we know what to say because we don't want to come across as dumb. We don't want to come across as ignorant or young because in this sense yes young has a negative connotation so i would say that trust youth it's the same as any other discrimination debate i think I, it's just often not seen in that way which um yeah which is really silly of course racism sexism and other forms of discrimination are maybe something that has been brought more to the table but i would say that um age discrimination is going on it's bad it's really bad but it isn't something we see as discrimination yeah and it's i mean like if you look at minimum wages in countries they're often staggered by age it's yeah it's structural issue as well just not seen as such so do you think these measures are going to be enough do you think we're going to see any change in the next few years there are funds such such as the erasmus plus fund in europe that support youth i would like to see this in more countries much more countries and I would 
also want to see a very big increase of the Erasmus Plus budget. Some are talking about wanting to see it 10 times as big as it is, which would put it around 140 billion euro. Mm -hmm. Some want to just see it two times as big as it is. So it's, I think everyone has a different perception of how much money needs to go towards not just youth engagement in Europe, but globally. I think that more of these funds need to exist. I'm sure that they do, but they need more attention because if youth don't know that they exist, they effectively don't exist. Yeah. So what would your advice be to young people who want to be more involved in order to kind of shift these perceptions? First of all, even if it sounds very funny to say, because Facebook is definitely not a young person's choice of social media, but I would say check Facebook. There's a ton of events regarding youth, and if you want to impact society, often Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, I would also talk to your local school, see if there are any clubs in school that support youth engagement. And if they don't exist, start one. Someone has to do it. And if you're in Europe, check out the European Youth Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> just ask around. And if you're, if you're not happy with something, just take your responsibility like any adult and just call your representative. Yeah, yeah, of course. So kind of the, the counter side to that, what would your advice be to adults or even to businesses around this issue? First one would be don't underestimate youth. It could be very helpful for both companies and youth alike. And just youth that is engaged and youth that feels listened to will turn out to be great adults. I would say, listen to us, support us, question us. Treat us equals, I think. Yeah, treat us, yeah, treat us as equals, I would say, because empowered people empower other people. That's, that's some very sage wisdom for someone <laughs> very young to end on. Hugely inspiring. <laughs> Sadly, that's all we have time for today. So thank you very much for joining us and sharing your views. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at Typhoon Buzz and on iTunes and SoundCloud at Typhoon Talks for more podcast episodes. Also, please visit our website at www.typhoonconsulting.com for more industry points of views. We hope you'll join us again next time.